welcome to uh, the next part of the Glorantha initiation series, where we talk to members of the tribe who recently joined the God Learner Studies. The God Learner podcast wants to investigate how people comparatively new to Glorantha experience the world, what are the rewards, what are the hurdles when approaching this setting. So today we have a new guest. Please introduce yourself. Uh, yes, hello. Uh, I am Stenor, but you can call me Felix because my name is hard to pronounce for English speakers. <laughs> Hi, Felix. So uh, how's role-playing in Northern Norway? Uh, it can be a bit difficult finding players, actually. Uh, though they are um, uh, student groups and such, we uh, socially backwards Northern Norwegians usually have a problem with uh, gaming with strangers, but, uh, well, any port in a storm. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start role-playing? Ooh, that should be 14, maybe 16 years ago uh, when I was in middle school, which... Uh, Yeah, school systems uh, vary greatly from country to country, but... I'm, I'm feeling old right now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you start with? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, advanced Dungeons and Dragons, actually. Uh, I did have the books for 3.5 for many years, but I never got to play it. And then uh, I found a group, and they were a bunch of old-timers, and they played Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, so I had the okay. <laughs> joy of learning FACO. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> And when what did you do after that? Let's see. After that, we went over to Dungeons and Dragons 3.5. Mm -hmm. We did that a lot. And I tried to introduce new games, such as uh, Shadowrun, uh, GURPS, and other systems to the yeah. group. This uh, failed basically every <laughs> single time. And we were internally locked into... Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, um, okay. did, did you eventually manage to get out of D&D? Let's see. I think the longest I have run, which is not D&D, is probably Glorantha. Oh, yeah. cool. But you haven't been in Glorantha for long because you are on this interview. So actually you can tell us how did you came across Glorantha? Well, I first found it uh, in the way I think a lot of people do through the video game King of Dragon Pass. Yeah. It was on the uh, Den of Scum and Villainy of the internet. I was introduced to it, and I figured out this looks really interesting, and I bought it. So was that the the original like PC version, or did you get on the newer like iOS or Android version? It was the original. Okay, cool. Yeah, works <laughs> and all, uh, and because uh, I, I just saw the illustrations, and uh, yeah, I, I just fell in love with the illustrations. I I had to get into this game, and. Uh, <laughs> I could tell immediately, this is old. This is very old. And I do like <laughs> old games. They did things differently back in the day. And I remember starting the first game and just seeing all the portraits and singling, just looking at the guy with the cross and being like, right, so one of them is a Christian. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his name was Christian. I don't know, but that's, well, that's about it. Yeah. I found out later he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it was a death code anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so what, what did you like about the game? Was it the the, the fact that it was an ancient set, uh, ancient setting mostly? Yes. Uh, cool. I mean, immediately when you get into just a video game, you don't really realize that it's a Bronze Age setting. Yeah. I, yeah. It might as well have just been like uh, Iron Age or uh, Migration Era for all I knew. Yeah. So it was more about the world and really the the way of the the clan you know, the whole structure of the thing with the uh, 
the clan ring and people are approaching it and yeah. the times and lives and troubles of the Orlanthi people. I mean, the game is just great for just getting a feel for the Orlanthi as a people and you, you just fall in love with them. Mm. <laughs> and uh, how did you eventually get to play role-playing games in, in that setting? Right? And did, did you put two and two together or did you... Did you actually... It took a while before yeah. I realized there was actually an RPG as well. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, I didn't really think much of ever playing it. I got some of the books just to look at art and such, but, you know, uh, some of the old books, uh, PDFs and such. And after some years of just knowing that it existed and seeing a really great image of, uh, which is the cover of the uh, current edition, and then learning that, oh, wait, there's a actually a new edition as well. And uh, I mentioned this uh, that I uh, that I wanted this book, and last Christmas I got it. So that's when I and the guys who around as well. So oh, nice! That's getting all nice of that Christmas. in one. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, I had to get uh, strong arm, strong arm my friends into playing it. <laughs> well, toting the guide around gives strong arms, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes, and and you can threaten your players with it. You know, if you if, if they say no. Well, throwing the book at them. Yeah. <laughs> Considering the weight, I think that would kill a person. So it's a good threat. You already said that you like the clans and the Orlanthi way of doing things. So are there things you don't like about the setting or how to approach? I think the only thing I can say that I don't like is that finding information can be very difficult. Yeah, uh, you find like one piece of information which like okay this seems very important what else can you tell me oh, oh nothing uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, there's no books no there's literally nothing more about this well okay <laughs> I guess uh, <laughs> you just start sweating like, uh, and that's especially bad if the players ask something and you're sitting there well yeah. but then again that's where you come up with your best ideas oh worse but... yeah so lack of information um, or really just not having a current source which is easily accessible yeah. because some of the information exists in old p well old books and pdfs which you can't even get so it can uh, be challenging yeah it, it's gonna probably get a lot better when we have the the cult book and um and the, for that Sartar, the Sartar homeland um, yes yeah. yeah that and the hero quest rebrand to quest world that's another thing Rules for hero questing. When <laughs> <laughs> next year, I guess. So, how do you, um, w when your players are asking you a, a setting question, and suddenly you realize you don't know, or uh, and you start sweating, let you, like you said, like what do you, what do you usually do? Do you just make up something, and that's that's going to be something specific to your Glorantha, or do you just say, you know, hold on, I'll figure it out for next time, or I just make it up. Yeah, well, and then I think that's how it's supposed to be done. Yeah, yeah, you make it up and you pass it off like it's the most natural thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, or lengthies of three eyes. Yes, sure, okay. Yeah. Just... <laughs> it's, it's, it's on the inside of the forehead, of course. You have to get to it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I often, um, well, not necessarily for the setting, but for the adventure, you know, make up something on the spot, then write it down, and then feverishly. 
try to figure out the consequences of that spot on that that on the spot decision before next session so that i can kind of kind you know figure out what what does it mean like i made this decision now i need to live with it right i found uh, in situations like that if you just keep things very local so you have a good overview of what the local players not as in player characters but players in the local politics and such what if you know what their character is you basically yeah. know how they are going to react and you can just let it roll from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we already mentioned RuneQuest. Have you tried any other role-playing game in context of Durantha or any board games? No, uh, just RuneQuest and uh, the uh, video games. Uh, Ride Like the Winds is also very interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it happens in this weird old age thing. Uh, how was your first contact with the RuneQuest and, you know, the crunch of the rules and all that? Like, was there anything you liked or found difficult or didn't like? Or Let's just say that book needs better indexing. <laughs> <laughs> the indexing is terrible. That's what the PDF is for. Yes. Yeah. Searching in the PDF is um, very useful. It's just, if you have gone through the books for the uh, 3.5 and often later editions of D&D, they have gotten really good at indexing. They will bold out the page numbers, something that explains a core concept. So when I look in RuneQuest and look at runes, and it lists 200 pages, yeah. like from, from one to 200, runes are explained in all of these pages or mentioned in all of these. It'd be oh, great right. to have yeah. just in like bolded out just yes. the page that just explains the core concept. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point. But I mean, you, you said you were reading it on your phone on the toilet, though, so you can you can use <laughs> yeah. the search. Yes, no excuses, no excuses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what kind of adventures do you play, uh, and what uh, time frame and location? Well, my uh, game has been uh, going on in uh, Varmandi land. Oh, okay. In the shall I say standard uh, year? So uh, twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah, twenty-five, and. Okay. Uh, I think we were just about coming to the end of... I can't actually remember now if we're at the end of 25 or 26, but uh, they are in dark season now anyhow. And uh, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's it's very focused on just our, what's happening around the uh, Barwandi clan. So we're not going far away from, from okay. there. And so you, yeah, so all of the meta plot timeline of the hero wars and all that is happening in the background and your your players are mostly doing local adventures yes but they have been involved to some degree like the battle of the queens i sent them off on the uh stopping uh Fasur's army the um uh, uh battle of dangerford battle of dangerford thank you oh, york right. that's the one so okay, uh, let's so let's try to start the sentence again yes <laughs> So uh, you were you were involved in greater things, yes. uh, like the Battle of Queen. Yes. Instead of participating in a battle, the players were sent off on the uh, Battle of Dangerford from the Jonestown Compendium. That was a very fun and interesting adventure. Oh, we also the, the did uh, Duel at Dangerford by Nick Brook. Yes, Duel at Dangerford. Yes. That's oh, nice. Cool. It went uh, extremely well yeah, for nice. the players. Hi, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's the uh, author, yes. Shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, fun adventure. Fun adventure. Cool. Can I spoil? Are spoilers okay? Um, we can... Uh, uh, it's, it's a warning, so... Yeah, it's a, so it's a warning. There you go. We can skip ahead by a minute. Yeah. 
I just love how I didn't have to try to prod the players to save General Fasur when the assassin jumps him. The party trickster just grabbed him and pulled him out of their way and got the dagger in his own back. <laughs> and this was all also linked to the Elmalite's quest for a wife who had refused him because she didn't like the Varmundi clan and gave him the impossible <laughs> demand of bringing her General Fasur's sandals and then she would marry him. <laughs> and they rescued his life and he asks them what he can do for them. They all look at each other and go, give us your shoes. <laughs> Did he say yes? Yeah. Of course. Uh, also, turns out he wears socks in his sandals. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we also did uh, the um, Lost Valley quest. and uh, Oh, cool. Yeah. That's been very uh, interesting to see how they solved it, because they did it by hero questing. Oh, so you don't need the hero quest rules, you... <laughs> well, I had to wing it, so, you know, <laughs> well, we make do. Yes. <laughs> so do you do you mostly kind of get a bunch of published adventures, either from Chaosium and from the Johnstone Compendium, and kind of rework them uh, in your own little pot uh, to fit your campaign? Or do you also make up uh, custom adventures? Uh, I do both. Oh, so okay. uh, if, if I find a yeah. good quest that fits, I will... Gladly steal it. Uh, I also make up uh, make up my own. They have been dealing with outlaws and <laughs> marriage quests. Oh God, the marriage quest! That was supposed to be fifteen minutes of just go find him a wife. It was three <laughs> sessions. Of players they enjoyed it. They really liked the whole finding a wife part. Yeah. But, uh, that's perhaps perhaps one of the most interesting things with the whole Garantha rune quest is putting the players in it and having them slowly realize that this isn't the old kick in the door and kill the goblin. They, <laughs> they have families yeah. and the families have hopes and aspirations. They have to deal with it. And this comes back to the whole, this clan life of the Orlanthe. You know, you, you really, you're not alone as an Orlanthe. It's, yeah. you have to be a part of the clan and his life and the other, uh, it's, you can never be bored in that setting <laughs> ever. <laughs> And did you um, did finding a wife bring some um, advantages? Like, did they get wives that are you know high ranking in the Earth cult or something like that? And or he actually or... he married a Vingon, so uh, ooh, that's useful too. Yeah, and she's <laughs> pregnant with triplets, so that's going to be fun. Triplets! <laughs> wow, somebody rolled high. Yeah, he rolled really high, and he also went to the Uleria Temple and paid him seventy lunars. To bless him before, you know, doing the dirty. Uh, oh, please bless my balls. Yes. So triplets. Wow. Okay. <laughs> if you try to run a realistic game, you should uh, uh, reduce his constitution and add some fatigue rules. <laughs> uh, w- uh, what is uh, his card? Uh, what, come again? What is his card? I mean, she's a wingen. What is his Oh, yeah. Card? He, he's uh, Elmalite. So he follows Elmal. So oh. he's a stay-at-home. Uh, he's a stay-at-home type. He will uh, take care of the children. <laughs> Probably. Oh yeah, yeah. He could switch. Like he he could say his character is now a stay-at-home dad, and now he plays the Vingen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would you rec- recommend as a first contact uh, for other newbies with the setting? The video I, games. 
I would probably actually say the video games. Once you have played King of Dragon Pass, you have such a understanding of how the clan structure works and kind of how you should act within it. You know, the Oranti have a way of being, uh, the whole way of you don't necessarily seek out, for example, justice on your own. You, You go to the clan ring and you have to work within the system. Uh, so really getting a feel for the world yeah I think King of Dragon Pass just uh, but maybe make sure you don't play it alone on the first sitting because it <laughs> can be frustrating to be eaten by trolls three times in a row and, uh, <laughs> get someone to help you out and just um, yeah play it uh, play through that and I'd also recommend Six Ages just to get a more mythological sense but uh, yeah. yeah and uh, then why do you start a set coming out? Anytime now. Any day. Free plug, Calcium. Free plug. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what do you wish you had known, read, or played when you first encountered Garantha? That may include uh, books or games that don't exist. What I wish I had known before. Yeah. Or, or at the start, like something that would have helped, you know, any confusion at the beginning or... Uh... Can I say I wish we had a cult book? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Because, <laughs> sure. uh, again... Like, what, uh, what, uh, what wasn't enough <laughs> about the description of the cults in the rule book? Some of them can be a bit short. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and also, like, I, I was actually surprised that Heller wasn't in it. You have his, his uh, son, the uh, Sky River Titan, yeah. but you don't have uh, Heller himself or herself, whichever it is today. Uh, <laughs> themselves uh, well there you go it's also I'd, I'd straight up say that the two most important gods are not talked about enough and that's being Orlanf and Ernalda mm-hmm. I think they should more or less have an entire page at least each dedicated just to explaining who they are and what they're about so yeah. the religion thing is a little bit short in the player's handbook yeah that's um Sadly, that book is not short already, so... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think Chaosium is is pushing people to get the Glorantha source book for now to get this extra info, I guess. Yes. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I wish we had that book before starting then, the source yeah. book. Mm. So, do you have any urgent law questions you could ask? Right. At some point, we have to uh, solve the Yelmalio problem. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, There's a lot yeah. there. <laughs> oh, and well, I have opinions. Yeah. Okay, I have well, many Jeff, opinions. Uh, Jeff has clarified it several times, and um, yes, uh, well, actually, for those for those who uh, read our newsletter, the Glorenton uh, Journal of Runic Studies, uh, we have those snippets from Jeff with some appropriate commentary. Um, that talks about a lot about those that Leon Malus thing. But yeah, I guess if you came from King of Dragon past the video game, um, then yeah, you have this whole Elmal thing. And then it might be a bit confusing to when you go to the role-playing game and you see that Elmal is just a footnote and then it's not clear what ha- like what's the difference there, maybe. Is that is that what you mean? Yes. And may I give you a very short round on that? Feel free to say no. All right. So, okay. (laughs) Elmar, King of Dragon Pass, is a very cool god. Mm -hmm. Because this is what I think 
if I, if I may be so bold, that Jeff don't quite understand because I've read what he said about it. And he does. it seems like he doesn't understand why people are so hung up on Elmal. And the problem is, Elmal in King of Dragon Pass, is, I mean, you just play his quest and he's torn to pieces after every battle. And just by the tears of the people who count on him, he puts himself back together to fight on. And then you have Ride Like the Wind, where Elmal is just the most anime god there is. He goes... He follows in his father's footstep, constantly saying, I am not worthy of this. But in the end, when he's dying to the cold sun, and he remembers all the people relying on him, and just seeing that by doing what his father has done, he is indeed the son. And you can just hear the touch start playing as he vanquishes the cold sun and saves the earth again. He's the coolest fucking go- oh, swearing in the entire, <laughs> cool. in the entire game. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, yeah, that was Elmal. And here's Elmalio. Uh, he just more or less abandoned Orland and beat his wife until she became proper and followed him instead. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the, yeah, I guess that's the initial exposure, uh, which makes a difference. Uh, I remember the upset when Elmer was first introduced in that book, King of Sarda, and all the Gamalio fans who had been playing those Templars for ages uh, went on the barricades. So wait, people people got angry when Elmal was introduced. Oh yes, oh, yeah. people got angry when Elmal was removed. It yes. was literally a civil war. <laughs> yeah, there, uh, there were people who rage quit oh, when wow. Elmal okay. was introduced. So, <laughs> so you can't you can't win either way. You can't really win on this topic. No. <laughs> and this is why I think there is a solution. Which yeah. we should probably talk about that sometime, Jorg, because I think we could come up with something there. And I think the solution is that. The revelation of Monrog didn't go far enough, but that's for another day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to your, your illustrations of that. Yeah. <laughs> I have ideas. I have ideas. <laughs> yeah, we can actually uh, we can actually talk a bit about that about all the stuff you do and that people can check out because you you do a, a whole bunch of uh, funny internet meme uh, Glorantha adaptations. Yes, I do draw the odd bit of uh, images every now and then. Uh, <laughs> standard RPG art for my games. And of course, as you say, memes. Because I noticed that there weren't any Fulgurantha. So <laughs> Rule 66 of the internet. If, uh, if there is nothing on Glorantha for a specific thing, somebody is going to do it. Yes, and that is also <laughs> how I discovered the forum, which I've been a bit active on after that. Yeah. Just I was Googling for something Glorantha related. So one of my own pictures popping up. I went, oh, hey, <laughs> someone posted this somewhere? And the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah, I think it started with somebody posting one of your pictures and asking like, hey, who drew this? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and I just sliding on. Later, yeah, it's me. Like, yeah, it's me. What, what, where did you get this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, so on great. the forum, you're known as Coffee Manta. Yes. The master of the dark water room. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh where can people find those funny drawings you do uh, do you post them uh and do you collect them anywhere on uh, some kind of online portfolio or uh... yes it's very humble i just put them out on a pinterest i uh i used to be uh, more like art bloggy but i don't care anymore so <laughs> it's just there uh if you just google coffee mancer and rune quest in the same sentence i believe you should find it 
cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll try to put a link in the show notes for people to uh, yeah to uh, um, chuckle at all the funny memes and bonus points. Actually, you should you should do a um, a kind of a, a, you know a questionnaire to see how many memes people recognize and how many uh, how many people can recognize what it means in the context of Glorenta and and you know. It, oh, yeah. it would be kind of like the, the Venn diagram of people who spend too yeah. much time on Reddit and people who spend too much time on Glorenta and like, you know, you're in the middle if you get all the references. Yes, because some of them, you might recognize the image, but the context is so far over your head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, in the meantime, I think we should do a few Joker questions, Yuri. Uh, yeah, when you start. I start. Okay. Uh, duck or Trollkin? Ooh, definitely <laughs> duck. Yes. Oh, yeah? In pretty much all contexts. I mean, uh, hopefully not sexually, but it was like, <laughs> what would you be? Who would you want to live next to? Uh, who would you trust your child with? In all cases, duck. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How, uh, how would you pronounce the main city in Prax? Pavis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Depending on whether I'm speaking Norwegian or English. Okay. No, oh, what would be was that the Norwegian pronunciation? That was the Norwegian. In English, uh, I would say Pavis. Wait, what was the Norwegian? Pavis. <laughs> uh. So Pavis? Yeah. Pavis. Yeah. Stress in the second sounds... syllable and, 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 and the A pronounces A. It sounds the same to me. <laughs> it's very different, trust me. Yeah. No, but the is. thing so the, the thing is in French there is no like uh, accents. <laughs> On uh, I think has yes. no like has it's nothing it it has no meaning or it, yeah, yeah incidents yeah. Uh, so. in which case I think it should be pavi exactly <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh what's your favorite mount in Rwanda we're not talking uh, talking about the mountains we're talking about the animals yeah uh, but you can talk about your favorite mountain too if you want. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Kerofin, of course, always, for giving us our Lord and Savior, Orlov. And uh, favorite mount, uh, Hippopotamus. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, Hippopotamuses are super deadly and actually um, quite badass in real life. Yes. Do, we, do we have any Hippopotamus riding people in Glorenta? I mean, we yes, should have. Knowledge. I mean, if we don't have any canonically, you know, somebody should make them. But Well, not in Prex, but... Uh... Uh, uh, there might be, uh, well, there are the hippopotamus in uh, Garantha. I think even on the Zola Fell, there might be some, but no riders yet. So well, somebody be, needs uh, to bring back the, the ancient hippopotamus riding hero of the first age, something, something, blah, blah. Yes, yeah. I will hear a quest for this. Yes, <laughs> please <laughs> yeah. do. Please do. <laughs> Proof that the hippopotamus is a variant of the horse. <laughs> it's in the name it's in the name yeah, yeah. oh should we do uh, because you talked about Elmal and Yelmalio should uh, should we ask you uh, Yelmalio or Ooze oh hmm. again this kind of depends on context I am actually quite fond of the Ooze but mm-hmm. but I would not like to live near them on the same <laughs> continent as them or uh, I've got bad news they're everywhere Yes, well, yeah. exactly. The, because it's, it's <laughs> one of those things. That. They're very interesting lore-wise and in-game. But I think maybe your first three games of King of Dragon Pass ending with the trolls killing you might have given you like <laughs> 60% hate trolls. 
and you're you're <laughs> biased maybe no i actually quite uh quite enjoy the trolls it's it's just uh i'm just thinking in context i would never want to live anywhere near them because they're actually really horrible and awful but <laughs> oh, it's well. just you know they're hell people what you gonna do my game is uh, my game is set in the in the far place around alone, so the trolls are just right next door. My players have no choice. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, yes. I think you could be friends with like an Argon Argar troll. Yeah, I think that would work. Yeah, I, I I put a couple of opportunities for them to be friends with at least one or two trolls, but they're like, no, we hate trolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Felix and I have some shared experience being uh, trying to be friends with Trollgren, at least. <laughs> uh, they don't deserve to be beat all the time, but you really want to. <laughs> you understand the frustration that the trolls have. Okay, maybe one last one. Okay. Um, well, Luna or Lanthi? How is that even a question? <laughs> or Lanthi all the way? Bringing the moon down, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and that's what she wants. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm I'm fairly in the camp of the uh, white moon cultists. There, uh, The Empire is holding the moon back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for this. And we might come back to you for an MI discussion. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah, thanks. It's nice talking to us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the God Learner's Glorenthan Initiation Series. The intro music is Dancing Tiger by Dam Scray. The outro music is Islam Dream by Serge Quadrado. You can find us online at godlearners.com or on Twitter and Facebook at The God Learners. See you next time. Question everything to the void and beyond.